Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Luva, Belgium, with my new friend Sophie Kuenberg of WonderfulWanderings.com. Sophie grew up about 30 minutes away, and her family visited Luva regularly. She attended college here and stayed because she loves how the town is small enough where you can walk everywhere, yet has wonderful events all year long. In this episode, Sophie and I talk about exploring the old market, walking the botanical garden, and climbing the library tower for the best city views. you hear these three fun stories, plus a bunch more in this interview. The show notes will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Luva. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Whether I'm traveling for business or pleasure, it's important to have clothes that make me look good and feel great. I wear Bluffworks jeans, slacks, dress shirts, and blazers because they're wrinkle-free and are designed for the modern traveler. And if they get dirty, I quick spin in the washing machine and they're good as new. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash bluffworks for a special offer and select from the latest styles so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Hey, Sophie, welcome to the show. Hey, Lee, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So I've been to Brussels before uh, with my daughter a little while ago. And when I heard about you and and, uh, and your site and I knew that you were in Belgium, I just had to have you on the show. And I'm going to say the name, probably going to mess it up, but it's <laughs> Luva. Yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Yay. So can you tell us a little bit about what brought you to the city and uh, and what, what keeps you there? Yeah, so I grew up in a pretty small town between Brussels and Luva. And Leuven was kind of my go-to place, both as a kid to go with my family and as a teenager to go to the movies, to go shopping, to go to events. It was like next to Brussels, it was the closest big town for us. So whenever we wanted to have fun, basically, we'd go to Leuven. And then um, when I went to university, that was also the, the city I chose to do my studies in. Okay. So I studied there for four years, met my now ex-boyfriend but kind of stuck around for him afterwards. And I lived there for nine years after. Okay. So if you had to describe the, the people or the town in a couple of words, how would you do that? Very relaxing and down to earth, I would say. That's good. Yeah. Leuven is very much a no fluff kind of city. I think that the big student population contributes a lot to that. Okay. So if somebody was thinking of coming to, to Luva, what time of the year should they plan on visiting? Uh, I think you can visit Leuven all year round because it is a city. So there are cultural events and there's fun stuff to do all year round. But if you'd like to have some good weather, then I would say between May and the end of September is probably the best time to come. Okay. And contrary to other big cities in Europe, I would actually recommend coming in July and August. Because whereas it's high season for a lot of other European cities, that's actually when all the students leave the city. And it's much calmer than, than it is throughout the rest of the year. Okay. So if we're planning to visit and we're thinking maybe we are thinking of coming for like a summer vacation to Luva, what airport do we fly into and how do we get from the airport to the city? Yeah, it's really easy. So usually you fly into Brussels International Airport, which is only like a 25-minute train ride away from Luva. So you take the train right at the airport and you're dropped off right in Leuven Centrum, basically. It's super easy. That's great. Okay. So to get into Belgium, it's in the EU. Uh, so yes. obviously we need our passport for flying from the US or, or other countries outside the EU. 
Do we need any other documentation as far as, you know, like a visa or shots or anything like that? Oh, you won't need shots or anything medical related. Visa, I would have to check, I have to say, because obviously I'm from the EU, so I don't need anything. <laughs> um, I do know that when I travel to the States, I don't need a visa. I just need to apply for the ESTA. Sure. So I'm guessing that you guys probably won't need a visa to come to us either. Okay. All right. That sounds good. So you said that when we fly into to, to Brussels to get from there to, to Luva, then we want to take the train or, or should we rent a car or what's the best way? Yeah, no, I highly recommend taking the train because Leuven is not a car-friendly city at all. Actually, I would say that the whole of Belgium is not a very car-friendly place. The roads are pretty congested and the city of Leuven really works very hard to keep cars out of the city center, which means that most of the streets are one direction only. You can only park on the streets for one hour or max two hours at a time. It's very expensive to pay in the city center as well to park there. And oftentimes, especially like on the weekends or when there's an event going on, it's quite impossible to find a spot near where the event is happening. So if you can come by train, that's ideal because the train station is literally on the edge of the city center. So you just you get out and you walk to your hotel. That's another thing. The city is so small that it's super walkable and you really don't need a car to get around. You can easily walk to everywhere. And if you're feeling a bit lazy, you can take one of the city buses that'll take you from one side of the town to the other. Okay, that sounds perfect. I mean, as the dad of my family, I'm the one who always has to drive. So anytime <laughs> I get an opportunity to not drive, I'm, <laughs> I'm so for that, you know? Yeah, living is perfect for that. Nice. Okay, so you mentioned taking the bus. If somebody wanted to take the bus, maybe you know they're having difficulty walking or maybe they're tired or maybe they're like me and having to carry a child with them. You know, <laughs> how much would it cost to, to take the, the bus from one side of town to the other? So you basically just pay per ride. It doesn't really matter how far you go within Leuve. And I believe it's one euro 80 for a single ride. And you can buy your ticket either on the bus when you get on, buy it from the bus driver. And actually, when you exit the train station, there's also a ticket office for the bus company, which is called the LEN. In English, you would say the line. Okay. And there you can buy single tickets or you can buy like a ticket for 10 rides. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Uh, okay. So kind of speaking along those same lines, if we're taking that train from, from Brussels to, to Luva, how much is it for that train ticket? So if you get a return ticket, it's a bit more expensive if you buy it from the airport because you have to pay an additional fee for the airport. I think a single ticket is about 12 euros the last time I checked. If you are coming from Brussels, for example, if you say like, oh, let's spend a few days in Brussels first and then go to Leuven, it's a 10 euro return ticket. So a single ticket will be 5 euros 10 and a return ticket is 10 euros 20. The additional fee from the airport is, I think, like 7 or 8 euros that you pay on top each ride. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have no idea why they do it because it's just a train station within the airport, but I guess every chance to make extra money is a good one for them. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is that if you're, if you're a tourist and you don't know any better, then and you're not listening to this podcast or, and listen to guests like you, you're not going to know those nuances and you're going to end up paying extra money. Actually, it's quite, if you buy the ticket, it's pretty clear because whether you buy the ticket from like the ticket office at the airport or from one of the machines at the airport, as soon as you have the airport as the destination or as the departure, 
it automatically tells you, oh, you have to pay this extra fee because you're going to or coming from the airport. Okay. So there's not really a chance that you will buy the wrong ticket, for example, and then get a fine. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it's pretty safe. Now, when, when my daughter Scarlett and I went to Brussels, we found that the vast majority of people that we talked to spoke English. Uh, obviously, you're, yeah. you're paying in, in the local currency and, and things of that nature. But when you go to Louvre, is English prevalent there? You know, for, for some of our listeners that maybe they're a little concerned about traveling internationally and, and not going someplace where people speak English. Yeah, English is very widely spoken in Leuve, especially amongst the younger generations. And then I actually mean basically everyone younger than 50. Okay. But in general, I would say almost everyone speaks English, at least a basic level of English. That goes for the entire north of Belgium, actually, because we grow up watching American television <laughs> and listening to English songs. And we do it all with subtitles. We don't dub everything. So... We have a pretty good knowledge of English just growing up and watching television shows. <laughs> well, that's great. I mean, uh, obviously, you know, I, I love and uh, all the foreign languages and everything. And I like going to, to places where I have to go out of my comfort zone to mm-hmm. learn a little bit of the, of the local language. But it's also comforting for people that maybe they're – this is like one of their first international trips – and they want some of that comfort of of knowing that they don't have to learn a different language. So it's good to know that they can actually go there and speak English, use their credit cards from the from America, but then they will have to get some local currency. You use the euro, is that correct? We do, but I would say in 85, maybe even 90% of the places in Leuven, like shops and restaurants and cafes, you can pay by card, okay. even if you just go for a beer, for example. The big difference, I would say, with the States is that in Belgium, it's much more common to pay with a debit card than it is to pay with a credit card. So smaller places might not accept the credit card while they will ex- accept the debit card. Okay. Yeah. And for the listeners, it's very important also, if you're going to be using a credit card, you want to make sure that you're using one that does not charge foreign transaction fees because generally those fees will add about 3% onto your bill uh, when you come back and look at your statement. So always make sure you're using the right type of credit card. Yeah, exactly. And also if you withdraw money with the credit card, make sure you withdraw enough because some cards charge you a fee just to withdraw and the fee is always the same. So then it's better to withdraw, for example, 400 euros in one go instead of withdrawing four times 100 euros and always paying the fee. Absolutely. So when we're looking at, at places to stay, like, you know, obviously we're now in Luva and we're looking for places to stay. Where should we look at? Uh, you know, the town is pretty small, right? Yeah, exactly. And so are there, are there major chains there? Should we look at like small mom and pop type of hotels, Airbnb? Where should we stay? There is a bit of everything, but because the city is relatively small, you don't have like five or six of the big chains. There's a Radisson right by the train station. So when you arrive at the train station, you exit on one side and you're in the center of Leuven and you exit the other side and it's a borough of Leuven, like like you're not in the center. Of course, you just need to cross underneath the tracks and you're in the center, so you're not far. I personally think it's nicer to stay in the city center Also because the center, thanks to it being pretty much car-free, it's not very busy and you can perfectly sleep like super close to the Grand Place or super close to the shopping streets without being bothered by lots of noise or busyness. Yeah, I would recommend staying within the center. That's a very good point. Yeah, it's nice to not have all that that car noise, you know, when you can try to sleep in. Yeah, that's not an issue in the center. So you mentioned there's a Radisson. 
Yeah. But beyond that, what are some of the other type of hotels? Are, are they mainly just individual type of hotels or are they like Airbnbs, hostels? There are two hostels. One is by the train station. One is in the city center. And then the majority of the rest of the hotels are either small boutique hotels or B&Bs that you can find. Like if you would walk past them, you would think they were regular, often historical buildings because Leuven is a pretty historical city, which I think is quite nice. Because you can really get to know the people who run the hotel uh, often and they'll give you good local tips. Oh, that sounds great. So uh, when we're in the town and, and now we figure out where we're going to stay, what are some of the things that we should do? Like, Obviously, we want to make sure that we, that we hit some of the, the can't-miss items. Yeah, exactly. So one of them for me is the La Deuze Square, it's called. You will probably not be able to miss it because it's so central in the city. And it's the big square in front of the university library. And it's just pretty cool because it's in front of the university library, which is a really nice building, gives you a really good view of the building. It's also where the weekly market takes place every Friday morning. And when Leuven has special events on, then there's always something to do on the square as well. So that's definitely one of the highlights. And then I would also recommend actually entering the university library. You can pay, I think it's like two or three euros just to get a day entry ticket, which is for people who want to come and do research in the library, but you can also just buy this ticket and go inside and have a look because it's the, the main hall is very beautiful with big wooden staircases and a wooden floor. So it's nice to go and have to look, have a look there. Okay. That sounds good. I think there's a couple of other things that we should really talk about is uh, like St. Peter's church and the botanical garden. Yeah. Those are the other big ones. So the St. Peter's church, you can actually just enter like any other church. Part of the church is also a museum. So for that, you do need a ticket. But then what you can do is buy a ticket in combination with the entrance ticket to the city museum, which is the M Museum. And there they have temporary exhibitions as well as a permanent collection of uh, lots of work of Flemish masters, for example. So the museum is mostly dedicated to, I would say, paintings and installations Whereas the small museum in the St. Peter's Church is more a bit, I would say, classical of nature. And then, of course, when you're in the St. Peter's Church and you exit, you're basically on the, the Grote Markt or the Grauplas, as you would say, in Leuven. And you're standing right in front of City Hall, which is very beautiful as well, because the entire facade of the City Hall is decorated with little statues of people who were of importance to the city through the course of the centuries. So that's always fun to have a look at. And you can visit City Hall as well. Okay. Yeah, that sounds great. One of the things that I think we, you mentioned to me before is that there's a some sort of discount card that gives you admission to some of these museums. Yeah. So there's two. There's the I Love Leuven ticket, but I Love is written with I and then L-U-V. Okay. And then there's a standard one and there's a plus one. And if I remember correctly... One includes the museum and the St. Peter's Church, and then the other one inc includes one extra attraction. I would have to have a look which one. But yeah, if you're there's n actually there are not a lot of paid sites in Leuven. A lot of the things that you can see, you can see just by walking around or by entering freely. But if you want to do the museum and you want to do the church and you're sure that you're going to do those, it's a good idea to draw by the tourist office, which is in the city center. And check out one of these tickets. Okay. You mentioned that as far as like the, the university library, is that included in the pass or, or no? 
No, I think that's separate. And one thing we, we missed talking about when we're talking about the university libraries, they, they have their bell tower. Yeah, that's a special feature. So you can climb the bell tower. You do have to book this in advance because obviously there's only a limited amount of people that can go up and that can have a look around there. And also you need to do it with a guide. So that's why you need to book it in advance. But what's fun about the bell tower is that you can actually enjoy it from the ground if you don't want to do all the stairs because obviously you need to take lots of stairs to go up there. Okay. But in summer, they actually do little concerts at the bell tower and they put beach chairs in front of the tower on the square and people just relax in the beach chairs, looking up at the tower, listening to the bell music. Well, that sounds really cute. Yep. And these are just free to attend. You just need to check what time they're on. Um, usually it's announced a few weeks in advance and then you can sit and relax with friends while listening to the music. Okay. Yeah, that sounds really good. When people are thinking of you coming to Deluva and maybe making a, a side trip from Brussels, how long should they plan on, on visiting the city? You maybe like they're, they're coming to the Brussels and seeing some of the other major cities in, in Belgium. Yeah. Um, and maybe they're coming for a week or two. If they're planning to, to visit Luva, how many days should they plan to visit? So I know lots of people do it as a day trip, but I highly recommend spending at least one night because even though you can see the main sites in a day, I would say the vibe in Luva at night is really great. Again, thanks to there being such a big student community, there are lots of bars, there are lots of restaurants. Trains in Belgium don't run that late either. So if you need to take the train back to Brussels at night, you're really missing out on a lot of fun. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So for the listeners, you know, say you're flying into into Brussels and hanging out in Belgium for, you know, a week or however long. Yeah. Plan on maybe taking like the morning train to visit Luva and you're hanging out in Luva all day book a hotel uh, or stop in one of those B&Bs and spend the night, hang out, have have breakfast in the morning, stroll around the city, and then maybe leave at lunchtime uh, the next day and, and go on to the next city. Yeah. Or what you could also do is spend the first full day sightseeing, have a lovely dinner in the evening, maybe even go partying a little bit at night or go to the theater, for example. And then the next day, if you do want to stay longer than just after lunch, you can go shopping because Lviv has lots of fun shops. Yeah, there are two main shopping streets, but then there's a few smaller streets as well that have the more independent boutiques, I would say, that are fun to look around in. So when I say that you can see the main sites in Lviv in the day, you can see the main sites in Lviv, but of course, there's lots more to do in the city than just those main sites. So you won't have any issues filling up two days. Sure, sure. So what are, what are some of the, the shops that you recommend people stop by? So the, the two main shopping streets where all the famous, I would say, chains are, are actually right when you exit the station. They're called the Bondgenotelan and the Dissestraat. Sorry, I know that's hard in <laughs> Flemish, but you really cannot miss them because they're right in front of the train station. And those are fun if you just want like your regular shops that you're used to. But what I would recommend is going to the Parestrat, which really translates as the street of Paris. It's right by um, the Grand Place, actually. So just ask for people and they, they will be able to guide you there. And this is a street where you can find all kinds of small boutiques. And there's one little store that only sells accessories made by Belgian designers. 
So if you're looking for a nice souvenir to remind you of Leuven and you want something that's really made in Belgium, and that's not food because a lot of people buy chocolate or beer or waffles, sure. then that's a place I would recommend to check out. What's the name of that shop? It's called Belva. So that's in the Parestrat. It's a small boutique store, really worth checking out if you want a unique souvenir, a Belgian unique souvenir. So before we go, I want to—I don't want to miss out on talking about the food. Obviously, you, you kind of touched on that a little bit with like Belgian beer and Belgian chocolate. Yeah. You know, there's uh, Belgian waffles. But what are some of the, the, the places that people should not miss when they come to Leuven as far as eating? Okay, so I, ha- I have one absolute favorite. And it's not because it's a very fancy restaurant, because it isn't, but it's because they're very creative in the way that they present their foods. And it's called the Verif, which you can basically translate as the construction ground. It's not as bad as it sounds. It's, I would say, like a bistro, a very casual bistro, which originally was created for students, like its target students. But as soon as the weather is nice, they have a massive terrace outside. And the menu just is full of fun things. Like, for example, you could order a sandwich, but it will it won't be just like a cheese and ham sandwich. It'll be a sandwich with like honey and apple. And then they present it in a lunchbox, for example. Or when you order a hot chocolate, they bring you hot milk and they bring you chunks of chocolate so that you can put in as much chocolate as you want and make your own hot chocolate. Oh, nice. Yeah, my, my son and, and daughter love hot chocolate. So that's going to be definitely on their list of places yeah, to do. <laughs> yeah. And what's also good to know if they lo- love chocolate is that whenever you order a hot drink, they give you this certain type of cookies in Belgium. They're called Prince cookies or Prince cookies. And they're basically just two biscuits with chocolate in between. But of course, like when you take these biscuits out of the package, they sometimes crumble and they break. So what they do is that all the cookies that don't look nice, that they can't give with coffee or with hot chocolate, they put in a big jar by the counter inside the restaurant, and you can just go and grab as many as you want. <laughs> I can see it now. My kid's grabbing handfuls and just <laughs> stuffing them in their pockets. Yeah. And another pl- a reason I like this place is because they do very good desserts, and they're actually so popular for the- their desserts that they installed a dessert vending machine. Oh, wow. So, yes, because... Good to know and very important. If you're going on a weekend, they're not open in the weekend. They're probably the only cafe or restaurant in the city that closes during the weekend because they simply have enough customers during the week. But so if you're craving one of their desserts, you can get it from their vending machine. (laughs) Nice. That restaurant sounds phenomenal. But say if we're coming there and we are there on a weekend, what are some of the other places we should visit? So I really like... The restaurant called Gloria, it's a bit away, I would say, from the busier streets. I would make a reservation beforehand, but they do tapas, but very non-Spanish and refined tapas. So basically, the idea is that you order a bunch of smaller dishes that you then get to share with everyone. And they change their uh, their menu based on the seasons. Um, they always have something new on. So, yeah, if you want to be surprised, that's definitely a place I would recommend for dinner. The fun thing is also that in summer they have a very big terrace. You can sit outside and it's not by the street, so it's nice and quiet. Well, that sounds great. What about for, for breakfast or for dessert? Ooh, well, for dessert, yeah, the red of, I would say still go in the weekend. Go get one of the desserts out of the vending machine just because it's fun. <laughs> for breakfast, there's a few good places. I would say Noj for bagels is very highly recommended. 
it's also right by the Grand Place, so it's perfect to go get breakfast there, and then you can just start your walk around. Okay, that sounds good. Say if I'm traveling with my wife and we left the kids behind, and grandma's watching them, and we want to go out for like you know, a little dancing or or a drink late at night. Where should we go there? There's one place. It's the Automarkt or the old market, as we say. Almost the entire market is cafes and restaurants. And the fun thing is that these cafes at night, they turn into dance cafes. So they'll just move all the tables and the chairs aside and there will be a DJ playing music. So that's definitely the place to go. Also, the fun part is that you don't pay any entry to these cafes. You just order drinks. So if you don't like the music in one place, you can easily go to the next place. And there's a little bit of everything. There's a reggae cafe. There's a rock cafe. There's a cafe that only plays like Belgian music. Yeah. And then, of course, there's also cafes that play like the top 50 music. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds like a great date night. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sophie, I really appreciate you teaching us so much about Leuven. We had a great day talking about everything. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal in Leuven, where should they go and what should they eat? Oh, well, you know my answer already. I think they should go to the Verif. I would highly recommend ordering one of their wraps because they're delicious and they're massive as well. If you have one of those, you're good to go for the rest of the afternoon. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, Sophie, uh, what's one of your most memorable stories of Luva? One of my memorable stories is definitely one of my summers there after I'd graduated. And it's really, it's one of those summers where in the movies they would go like, oh, we're looking back at that summer, it was so amazing because I would have a friend and we would go to the old market, which I just told you about, to go dancing. And we would go every Friday, Saturday and Sunday, just party until six or seven in the morning. And then we knew it'd been a good night if when we left, the bakeries were opening their doors and we would have the fresh smell of croissants in the air. They were starting our day, we were finishing ours. And it was just, that that whole feeling of just being able to go to that market have a wonderful weekend every weekend in summer so it's not just one story but i th- i guess it's that is like what my strongest and my best memory of leuven is i think that that's possible you can have these weekends there every weekend and just have fun and it doesn't need to cost a lot it doesn't need to be complicated and you can have a croissant afterwards. <laughs> there you go. That sounds about <laughs> perfect, right? Yeah. So, okay, well, speaking of happy memories and everything, where's the happiest happy hour in Leuven? So, happy hour, I think, in Belgium, or especially in Leuven, is not as popular as maybe in the bigger touristy cities. But what is popular in Leuven is cheap beer, because there are so many students. Lots of the bars on the old market will do like beer for one euro fifty or sometimes even one euro. And if you really want to get the good deals, you should go to the student parties, which are also around that area. I myself, I don't drink alcohol, but I know from my student days where everybody would flock to. So definitely have a look around at the old market. And happy hour there is not around five or six. It will be more around like nine or ten because that's when people start going out. Okay, that that makes sense. Doing a little pre-partying at 9 o'clock before you go out to all the clubs. Exactly. Oh, by (laughs) the way, that's important to mention, though. There aren't really any big clubs in Leuven because it's it's really, like I said, it's really a casual student city. Mm -hmm. So people go out in these cafes that turn into dance cafes. There's one place that is kind of like a club, 
but it's so small that you really wouldn't say like, oh, we're going clubbing. It's more this place where that you can rent to throw your own parties, basically, which is in the cafe and where they do ask for entry. But it's not like you have 10 clubs to choose from when you go to Leuven. Yeah, like you said, it's a, it's a pretty small town. And, exactly. Uh, about how many people would you say you live in the town? Actual inhabitants of Leuven are 90,000. But you have to know each year 40,000 extra students are added. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so when I say that the summer months are calmer when the students leave, it's really a lot calmer. <laughs> well, like you said, definitely we got to make sure we come visit kind of during that July time frame when, uh, when school is out. Exactly. Also, in July, the sales are on, so you can go shopping. Oh, hey, you're speaking my language right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the things I always try to do whenever I travel is try the, the local pizza. So where's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Leuven? Without a doubt, Mamma Mia. It's in the Parkstraat or the Park Street, if you want. It's an Italian place and they just make the really good thin pizzas, you know? I can highly recommend it. You can just go there and have dinner there or you can also get them to take away if you want a quiet night. Okay, that sounds perfect. So, Sophie, I know you travel quite a bit. We're going to talk about your website in a minute. What's your best travel tip? So my best travel tip is to always have a bit of a plan. I know lots of people say like, oh, but I, I just want to wander around or I don't want to miss out on opportunities because I plan too much. But I feel like for me, just knowing, for example, when things are open or how I need to get somewhere or have a general idea of which sites I want to see as and when, I can use that as a backup for when I'm kind of lost and don't know what to do. So I think that even if you just, Leuven, for example, is a very good place to just wander around. You, you won't get lost. You will find something around every corner. But I always think it's a shame when people get back from a place that they probably won't travel to again. And then only afterwards they find out that they missed like the main sites or they missed something that they think is really cool, but they, they just didn't think of going because they didn't do their research beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the other things is that, say you're going to a, like a bigger city that has a lot to do, it's kind of also, like I said, pre-planning a little bit. So that way you're not bouncing from one side of the city to the other, spending a lot of money on either time walking or money back and forth, whether taking an Uber or a train or whatever. If you kind of batch everything on one side of the city so that way you can do all that one day and then do things on the other side of town another day, makes things a little bit more efficient when you're traveling and like you said you're you're only there for a limited time so you want to try to compress as much as you can into uh, into the time that you are there yeah exactly and without killing yourself as well right because you can still do a lot when you're going from north to south and from south to east and hopping around but you'll spend so much time on public transportation then it's really quite a shame absolutely so sophie again i really appreciate you coming on to the show and telling us everything about lufa can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and how they can reach you? And what's the best avenue on social media if somebody wanted to ask more questions about the town? Sure. So the best place on social media to find me it would probably be on Instagram. So you can easily find me just at Wonderful Wanderings. Very easy. And this is also the name of my travel blog, wonderfulwanderings.com. You can find all my articles there, including articles about Leuven, you can also find my contact page there. So anyone who has any question about the city or just about my travel style in general can shoot me an email through there as well, and I'll definitely respond. Yeah, that sounds great. And again, we're going to have links to all this on the show notes. So again, Sophie, thank you for telling us everything about Lufa, and we look forward to seeing you when we travel there. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. It was fun. 
Big thanks to Sophie for coming onto the show and sharing her tips for Luva. Show us some love by following her on Instagram at wonderfulwanderings. Send me a tweet at We Travel There to share your favorite thing about Luva, Belgium. All the links we talked about today can be found at wetravelthere.com forward slash Luva. We want to say thank you to Bluffworks for being an affiliate sponsor of today's episode. Bluffworks offers many styles to fit your needs so you can stay wrinkle-free when you travel. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Bluffworks and use the promo code Lee to save 10% off your order. Join us next time as we visit Edinburgh, Scotland to speak with my good friend Josh Stein of SeedInsiders.com. Josh and I talk about the Beltane Fire Festival, hiking the extinct volcano of Arthur's Seat, and golfing at the old course named St. Andrews. We hope to join us when we travel there. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you like most. Make sure you subscribe that we don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.